Late night podcast with cult leader Ren. Because I can't sleep tonight. Hi guys. So it's just, you know, it's a, a cute 4.50 in the morning. And, um, you know, couldn't sleep. So I thought I'd make a little little, little podcast. What are we going to talk about today? Well, we are going to talk about just some, some frustrations I have with people not really understanding how important diversity and inclusion is within every single space and every avenue and how certain mentalities around entrepreneurship, around um, professionalism are actually tools to hinder the evolution, the social and economic evolution of marginalized folks. Because I don't think we're talking about it enough. So this is going to be rambly. Listen, vibe. I hope you enjoy. So, I have in my time, you know, my background was is in chemistry, specifically organic and analytical. And at the last company I worked at, um, it was in concrete and cement technologies. I was in the lab doing analytical, um, some project management, um, general organizing, community leadership stuff internally. And at the company I worked at, it's it was a very conservative field. The construction industry is very conservative. And like, I, I realized that like, you know, I'm not included here and there's no visibility on diversity and inclusion in this company. Um, I was lucky though, this was in Boston and I was lucky because the company had quite a few like women of color and leadership and just women in leadership in general is like gendered. There was a lot of gender diversity, racial, mm, not as much, but um, there was, there was a decent amount. So that was nice. But again, like, even though there was, you know, people like, you know, a lot of like, you know, South and East Asian women, um, a lot of just like, you know, white women in leadership roles, there didn't feel this, I didn't feel, and there's some, you know, LGBT folks as well, but not many. Um, but I didn't feel this, like, when I was working, there, I didn't feel this cohesion, a cultural cohesion, right? I didn't feel like this, like, we are here. So, um, you know, I think that's for a lot of reasons. But I was like, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna change it, right? Like, this sucks. And um, I don't like this is like annoying to work here and, you know, not be able to show up as my full self. And I did show up as my full self, right? But it didn't feel like super comfortable. Um, so I was like, okay, let's start a DNI program. So I like went to HR and I was like, hey, I want to start a DNI program, DNI's diversity inclusion at this company. And they're like, mm, 
like, you have to get approval from, like, our leadership team before we can do that. And I was like, okay. So I, like, went to a town hall and I asked the CEO, the president, I was like, can we do this? And he's like, if someone wants to take it on, do it. And I was like, okay, bet. So then I did it, right? And I wrote a proposal and then I, you know, pitched it to the C-suite and um, was able to champion it with one of my friends and coworkers. And, you know, basically we developed a global DNI program for like over, over the course of like two years. And it was like a really amazing experience. Um, but what it taught me, and this is relevant to like Web3, is that oftentimes, you know, DNI, what it becomes is it's not, it's not actually a reconstruction and a deconstruction of the like, you know, quiet, patriarchal and like white supremacist systems um, that operate through professionalism and, um, you know, entrepreneur mindset um, or like business vibes. It becomes a way for those who have power, generally like cishet white men and cishet white women to basically like placate folks and make themselves feel better. So... So basically, you know, I felt like when I was making that program, I had a lot of like, you know, quite subversive, radical community building um, ideas to like actually support marginalized folks in the company and like change the culture of the company. But then the leadership was like, no, we don't want to do that. And the answers were, well, that's not how things work. Right. And that was like and I've been thinking about that, just like how in Web3, Right, you have companies that are like twelve people, right? And I I think about a lot like, what are the actual rules around what has to happen? There aren't any. Like, I mean, like you know, corporations in America at least have like some of the most freedom of of even more than people. So it's like if you're a business owner, you can do a lot of things. So I'm just kind of like, that doesn't make it doesn't make sense that like. Then these people who are leaders are like, oh, well, we can't, like, hire, like, you know, candidates that have, like, you know, that have a lot of, like, we can't, like, hire a diverse cohort of candidates. Or, like, well, we can't, like, select candidates um, because, like, you know, we want our team to be representative. Mm, Pretty sure you can. (laughs) Like, pretty sure you can do that. Um, You have companies that are not representative all the time, like a company of all cis-hat white dudes. Right, They're like, so like I just and like in professionalism, like I saw something on Twitter um, that was like you know uh, Web three CEO and he was talking. I don't actually know their pronouns, but they they were talking about um, mental health and how they struggle with it, and then people were like flaming them, right? Being like, oh, it's not professional to talk about that, and I'm like, it seems that this professionalism is just a tool to like hinder diversity and inclusion and hinder different types of people talking about their experiences because like when you like hear other people's experiences and how a lot of people struggle with identity in the workplace right i think that that makes folks in leadership who are mostly cis white men deeply uncomfortable but like tough cooks man you know like if you are uncomfortable with people being authentically themselves the problem is you not them and if you don't want to have folks who have like a 
background that is not like yours, then you're the problem, right? So I just, what I'm trying to get at is that like professionalism and entrepreneurial mindset and like business school mindset are like not actually like meaningful. Like they're not intellectually or like economically sound models for anything. They're just tools that like were almost being like um, handed down from like systems of oppression. Like that's what it is. And like, so when people say, oh, you can't talk about mental health in the workplace, you can't talk about, you know, um, oppression in the workplace. You can't like, you, like, it's like, oh, you can't do that. You can't wear your hair like this in the workplace. No, no, that's someone's opinion of what you can and can't do because of how it makes them feel. It has nothing to do with like the legitimate execution of your job function. So it's just it's just so like compelling to me that uh, reality, right? And it's so and what, what what is compelling about Web three in that is that like the these are companies of like <laughs> like there's not it's like there's not many people working in Web three, right? It's like. I don't know, maybe like a few hundred thousand at that. And, you know, it's like, it's amazing to me to see the system being built as we, as we like, you know, as, as the time moves on, right? Where it's like people are making these assumptions and these statements that have no bearing in like reality. Or people are like, mm, we don't need to like foster diversity and inclusion. Like this place is, you can be a non, you can like, it's meritocracy, but we know <clears throat> that the proof is not in the pudding, right? Like I, that was, I guess that was the name of the last podcast thing I did. But like, if you look at how, you know, you build a diverse cohort within a company, especially, or within any space, it's intentional work. It's not like, oh, I just like, you know, exist and offer people jobs and like, it's diverse. No, that will lead to the perpetuation of the system where it's just like cis hat white dudes and then like one person of color and like one LGBT person who's generally like white. So it's it's like it's so funny to me that all of these claims are being made without any empirical data behind it. And the reason there's no empirical data behind it is because the empirical data doesn't support that mentality. So yeah, I, I'm just, like, constantly surprised that people don't understand this. That people don't really... I'm not going to say people. That, like, you know, cis-hat white dudes who are running these companies, let's call it as it is, are not actually aligned. And this is what... This is kind of, like, the, the paradox of Web3, where it's, like, people, like, we want to change the world, we want to help people... But then their companies are not acting like what they're saying, right? Like if you're a CEO, you make the decision, right? You decide how your company's going to run. You decide what people are paid. Those are decisions you're making. And if decisions you're making are not aligned with the mission and vision of Web3, then you're not a part of Web3. Like I'm a gatekeep. Like, you know, it's like if you want to like help impoverished people, if you want to like you know, change economic systems, then your company has to start the change. Like, you have to be the change. 
And if your company underpays people, if your company is not diverse, is not inclusive, is not fostering the environment, then you're already failing. And like, if you're not from the jump doing that work, then you're not completing your mission and vision. You're honestly lazily and sloppily doing so. Just, just an aside, I generally have like, um, you know, like sections of podcasts. Like I'll like break it up into different like sections. We're just going to do one whole thing right now. We're just, we're just chitting. We're just chit chatted. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's kind of like how I'm feeling. And, you know, where this intersects with like what I'm doing, right? Because like, what are the solutions then? Well, what I'm doing is that like Web3 Baddies, I've been, you know, Thanks to Claire. Thanks to Claire. I got the community, community leader, community manager role over at that, that space. And, you know, it's like, it's like I, as like as someone who start, not started that, like Claire is the originator, is the founder, um, has been the leader. Um, and I kind of have been like, you know, the second person who's like trying to step up to leadership in the community. But there's a ton of other people. It's not just me. But what's phenomenal about Web3 Bag, what it shows me is that this is easy. It is easy to build a community of, like, women of color, of queer people, of trans people, of, like, a cohort of diverse folks. It's easy to do it because I'm doing it right now. So what is the excuse? Well, actually, there is no excuse for your company looking like cis white dudes, right? The reality is they didn't try to embody diversity and inclusion because it challenged them personally too much, right? This is all personal, right? Like this idea that business is not personal, that business is like this cold, logical thing. Same with finance. It's all just like this like mentality of oppression from white dudes, right? It's like there's no truth to any of that because we are emotional beings, right? Like we are human and everything we do is tied with our emotionality. So when someone's like, oh, well, I'm, this is a pure cold, hard logic business decision. wrong Oh, no, 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 it is not. Like that is a decision based on how you feel. And that doesn't mean it's right or wrong, but like we, our emotions impact our decisions. Our viewpoints on ourselves in the world impact our business decisions. Because businesses are just a group of people getting together and saying, like, how do we create value? Like, it's like, and that's why I think it's so funny about DAOs and Web3 space, like, thinking that we're innovating. DAOs are just a way, it's like such an indigenous, in particular, way of conceptualizing value. Like, these things are not new, right? These are just concepts that like are being columbus by by this group of people who have columbus things in the past like this is not new so when i arrived in web 3 i was like i've been thinking about this like community organizers have been doing this like this is not new we're just using a new technology to organize to build community to do these things so i'm just sitting here and i'm like if we really want Web3 to be different, right? If that's the goal, if that's the mission, if that's the vision, we're going to have to have hard, have hard conversations. Like, that's what's going to have to happen. 
And, like, I sometimes worry. I'm like, does me posting this? Because, like, my Twitter is kind of, like, a more, like, professional, forward-facing type thing for me to get into Web3. If I post this, right, leaders in Web3 might listen. So what does that mean for me? And, like, my, like, you know, ability to make money and have a, have a career in Web3? I'm not sure. But I feel that my voice is important and I feel that I need to speak up and say the things I'm feeling. And like if Web3 Baddies is any, you know, example, I think there's a glimmer of hope, which is like so amazing. I feel that way because I haven't always. So I feel like there's some hope that I can show up as myself and be the leader I am. And say, no, you're wrong. Right? No, the way you're conceptualizing this is incorrect. And is how you feel. And not actually what's happening. So. So yeah, that's a thing. (laughs) And again, like if we do community leadership in Web3 and we don't have diverse and inclusive community leaders... Are we really changing anything? Like, you know, it's like technology doesn't change things, right? It's like technology just like changes the how, right? Like how are we organizing? It doesn't change the like, what does it look like? Who is a part of it? Like it only changes like the like who, what, where, when, why. It only changes the like, um, the how, right? Who, what, where, when, why, right? How's not in that? But you get my point. It only changes the, like, the how of it. And it doesn't change the who, what. And I'm just like, yeah, like, we need to talk about that. Um, like, if, if like, a, a CEO feels like they can't talk about their mental health or, like, they can't take a step back to, you know, maintain their own, like, life um, or, like, maintain their, like, um, mental, like, mental health then like what is the point of all this like what is the point of building something new if you're gonna get flamed for being yourself or you're gonna get flamed for needing to take a step back like we need to foster persistence and um longevity within the small people building web3 like it's not many people and if we are just like shaming each other and saying like you know you can't talk about this or like you can't do it like that then like that's not that's not a place i want to be right so we really have to try to foster um a space where we understand each other and identity and like these things that are part of our humanity and if we continue to conceptualize business in this cold like like you know cruel way web3 is not gonna make it because you'll we'll all just burn out <laughs> like and then in in then in the process of building web3 people who are acting like that and pushing themselves and burning themselves out will become cynical will become mean will become cruel because they were cruel themselves and i realized that so much of the human condition is like projection is um you know basically like putting out what you feel internally right so if everyone in web3 is like overstimulated overwhelmed stressed 
like, you know, constantly online, doesn't have a life, then that's what the space is going to be like. Like, that's going to be what it manifests as. So really need to take a hard look at how we show up and how we move through the space and how we build in the space and ensure that we are kind to each other and ensure that we're, like, forging the world that we want to see in the future. And if the world we want to see in the future is, like, a world that just had right white men run companies and then no one and they have like subordinates who are more diverse and like that's the world you want to live in baby like do you like i don't i'm not living in that world and i'm not going to build that world but if someone feels that that is the world they want to be a part of like i can't i had changed that but the world i want to be a part of in the world i am building is a world where there is diversity and inclusion at the foundational layer that builds products and builds companies and builds ideas that have everyone in mind and is built with in when is when it is being built there is love there is kindness there is compassion there is coolness when i say coolness i mean like there's a calm nervous system that is saying you need to survive and you need to not survive, excuse me, you need to thrive when you're working here. You need to have a good life when you're working here. We need to build something. And if we can't build something and you are and you are happy and you're not happy when we're building it, then we're not building correctly. Right? There's this pressure of like you need to build something and put it on the backs of all the employees, put it on the backs of like everybody and stress out. If you can't build something and have a good balance of life during it, I don't think it's worth building. Maybe that's you know, a crazy idea, but like, I really believe that. Like, if it can't be sustainable, right? Sustainable not just on like an you know economic or environmental level, but on a human level, it's not sustainable on a human level. Then we're messing up. Right, because humans like are like the the center, the central portion of making things work. So if like the humans aren't sustainable in it, then you're burning your <laughs> you're burning like the stuff quick. So, so yeah, that's just like oh, the ramblings, the late night ramblings of of cult leader N, right? So, so yeah, I hope. This was helpful for some people. It was helpful for me. And um, until next time.